Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. Garrett Callender here, and unfortunately I am alone this week. Uh, we're going to Bill Burr this thing. It's going to be a full hour of just Garrett, no one else, no special guests. Uh, just, you're going to hear my thoughts and feelings about anything in the world of pro wrestling that may have happened recently. Uh, and, uh, oh, the fuck, what's that? No. No, it couldn't be. Oh my God, it is. It's him. And he got a haircut. It's quadrant time. Oh my God, hell has frozen over, ladies and gentlemen. Jimmy Fax is back with us on Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. Cut my music, cut my music. That's right. <laughs> The FAX is back, and you know what? It's good to be home. I've I've matured a lot. This is a different place. I'm a different person. And uh, you know who I did this for? I did it for all of you. No. There was nowhere else that you could hear this these dulcet tones possible until I showed back up on this podcast here this week. You definitely weren't on a different podcast before this, right? Like you were, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I was me and Chris, uh, did have a podcast before this. I, I, uh, I'm not familiar. I, I, yeah, it wasn't, it was a, it was a great podcast. It was the best there ever was. Um, but yeah, we stopped that. Cause you know, whatever. There's stop being hey, you know matches. what? You've been gone for 10 years at a board game convention and you decided that it was time to come home. That's right. I ran out of money. And um, <laughs> you know what? I, I was doing, uh, you know, Warhammer podcasts. And uh, I don't know. One of my friends, Johnny O, he bit a guy. I had to go on a little break. I came back to the, the gaming podcasts. But then I then I punched one of the hosts in the face for uh, using um, glass miniature orcs. When oh no, you got to use break free plastic orcs. That's how you do <laughs> miniature orcs. So I punched him, and then uh, the guy that ran uh, the, the gaming studio, I threatened him. I threatened him, said I was going to beat him up. He ran away, and then uh, they fired me. But well, no matter that they fired me, I wanted to be here. I wanted to be here on this podcast. I did find it weird that in the lead up to you coming back, you told me I also had to hire Johnny O as the new producer. You do need to hire him. Um, he will not wear any mouth protection. Uh, he won't even allow a dentist to clear him of mouth-borne disease. When uh, you said mouth protection, I was picturing more like a dental dam yes. than I was like just a. Can, can I just wait here? I am 41 years old and I still don't actually know what a dental dam is. Just don't even. Um, well, isn't it? I mean, I guess like I. Isn't it something isn't you put inside the. Because like, it's like a sex thing. Right? Like, like you can use it as a contraceptive. 
But like, is it also the thing that they use to put over your mouth when they're doing like a root canal? Cause like, yeah, because I've definitely had that, and uh, the doctor yeah, I mean, assured me that called. none of his cum would touch my teeth. Yeah, so there you go. Sorry. <laughs> I guess that's what it's for. It's just like, hey, it's it's cum tight. That's how they market them <laughs> to dentists. <laughs> To dentists and perverts alike, it it is weird that it that it is a, a condom alternative. Uh, I guess also I don't understand that part. Like it's a th- honestly, it seems more like a myth than it does a real thing that's ever been used. In in my experience, there's there's three forms of contraception. There's the normal <laughs> normal condom. You've got birth control, and you've got the rhythm method. The old classic. You almost caused me to spit uh, with this Diet Coke all over my... See, I'm, I'm drinking Diet Cokes on here now. We we dropped Prime as a sponsor. We did. I, I'm also drinking a Diet Coke. It's not in the can. I put it into a cup. But yeah, this is a double... We're, we're good Diet Coke boys. Ha. Like, okay, I, I gotta talk... Girl once that, that oh. had... What's that? An IUD? Is that what it is? Where it's like the yeah, that's a of them? It's a cum and robot, yeah. It's it's a cum robot that just eats your cum. It's just so cum hungry. But it's like Judy from the Jetsons, uh, with the vacuum. But it's like a lot small. It's about the size of your your plastic orc miniatures, really. It re- it is, but it's, uh, you always wonder about that. Of like, does she really have that? She got that before she was with me. Is is it real, or does she does she want my cum for herself? <laughs> what does she want my cum for? And how do you know if the robot's broken? Like, how often does your vacuum cleaner just get caught on something? You know? How are you monitoring the shop? Do, do they have to go in to, like, a mechanic and, and check that thing out every every few thousand miles? Needs a tune-up. Yeah. Um, speaking of cum... <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. It's uh, we're we're missing a, a, our third our third boy today. Why are we missing our third boy? Well, because he's got those those good sperms. He's got those he's good got sperms. The best sperms. And it made a baby, and that baby has joined the world. And he named it after his favorite movie. He named her after his his favorite movie. Magnolia. There will be blood. Oh. <laughs> Magnolia. So uh, we, we, we we're giving Chris a week off. Just one. Just the one. Maybe two. We'll see. But he's got to hit his numbers by the end of the year. So it's in his own best interest for his own performance review to be back sometime in December. I'm just, that's just a fact. That's not judgment. That's a facts fact. And he Uh, he missed. I got an excuse. I got an excuse. I've got the medical thing. HR has already said, Garrett, that you, you cannot give me a bad performance review. So, there's all the more pressure on Chris. The amount of sexual harassment you've put upon me since HR told you that is, uh, I just got like a blank check. I just got the blank check from the podcast. (laughs) I can talk about whatever I want. I can grab whatever I want. I can use whatever pet names. It's just like, Oh, faxes was on painkillers. So, you know, (laughs) it's fine. He's medically an asshole right now. Uh, Yeah. I'm licensed uh, to asshole. 
for real though, congrats to Chris. I'm sorry that the episode you were absent from, we talked about semen so much in the first uh, 10 minutes. I'm picturing him and his wife, you know, laying down to sleep they've had a tough day getting the you know the new baby down they they have a young daughter as well they, they've got a lot going on and he just goes hey hey honey uh i know garrett and fax recorded a, a podcast where where, the, where they congratulate us let's listen to the beginning to it and it's just me and you just non-stop come and his wife they'll know exactly where it's going he know she knows that we're getting to his come inside of her creating life and, I, and I'm glad that I've made it even more explicit just now. Yeah, if they're listening we, to this together. Yeah, you really uh, you wrote the bit out. You you've kind of you you pulled the curtain back. You're like, this is how a joke is formed. This is the the setup, and we got it there. Uh, just and, like, and we might need to make sure there's video like next time because you know obviously I I live not that far. I I see. Chris and his family not infrequently. So like, I, I can't wait till my next face-to-face interaction with her after she's heard this, where the last time she heard my voice was just me talking about come and my come and Chris's come and, you know, come robots. Well, I think the next place you all are going to meet up is you're all going to Newark, right? Because uh, ICW announced today that Mittens will be Santa taking Mittens. photos as Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I assume that children are not allowed there. So I don't know if, uh, you know, Chris is going to be able to, to get away, you know, uh, even his, uh, his older daughter. I don't know if she's, she's going to be old enough for ICW yet, let alone Santa Mittens. <laughs> I think that child protective services is just <laughs> around the corner. It's like when you set up a, um, a sting where you like, you tell a bunch of people they want a boat and they come to collect the boat and find out that really they just have a warrant out for their arrest. That's where you just, all the bad parents are going to come let, let their child sit on uh Santa mittens and they go straight into the child protective services and Papa goes straight in the, uh, the old cop car. Yeah. And like, I, um, I'm, I don't know exactly where Mittens lives, but I'm going to assume he's taking a train. There's a big train station in Newark. And I'm just imagining Mittens with a Santa hat on the train late at night on a Saturday leaving Newark. Everyone's going to assume he's a homeless man, right? Like that's how you would probably describe Mittens to someone. If like they had to just find him in a crowd, be like, oh, he, he looks kind of like a homeless man kind of crazy not like dangerous crazy but just kind of you know he shat his pants a few times <laughs> well he may have shat his pants but i i don't know i was throwing around the theory today that uh mittens is i don't know possibly like a i don't know a tech millionaire like a secret a secret one percenter and this is he, how he spends his days he he's one of the two extremes right because he's got He's so invested. He has so much time he spends on this, but he gets good tickets. He gets expensive tickets, right? So he either has means, like he, he's a secret tech millionaire, because he has means, but without having to to do a lot outside of wrestling. He's, so he's, he's got a lucrative position or money that he can just take time off whenever he needs. Or he just still lives with his parents and or on the street and just somehow through the sympathy of others gets everything for free. 
Mittens is going to beat your ass next time he runs into you in New Jersey. Which will be in a couple of weeks, maybe. Oh, shit. Where are you seeing Mittens? Well, that, the ICW show. That's like two weeks from now. Oh, you are going. You are going. Good. I think I'm going to – I have something like daytime that day in South Jersey. So I'll probably miss the beginning of the show. But like assuming it's like I can get like a, a GA ticket at the door for 20 bucks, even if I show up like an hour late, I'll probably go. Because, I mean, let's – have you been to an ICW show? The No. They are – like, as far as deathmatch uh, companies go, it is a wild one to go at. When Teg and I spent a weekend at one of their shows, I mean, I got touched in the face by the glass. And it I, it really does make you feel alive. And I think it being around the holidays is just going to bring something out in you that um, will really come across on the podcast. Yeah, and I got to think Newark isn't going to have really any restrictions on what they can do. Like, definitely New Jersey State as a state doesn't really. Like, I think there was a show in Jersey City. I think it was a GCW show once, like, years ago, where they like they set a table on fire, and they did that whole thing. And I was like, well, if you can literally set a fire in the ring, then you can do anything. That, I thought this was bizarre. I saw that ICW's running a show in Brooklyn. Or, no, in Queens. Yeah. Which is no blood, right? Like you were, that's like very naughty there. Yeah. I mean, they are, it is like a small, like Elks Lodge. So they might just be like, fuck it. Who's going to (laughs) know, you know, like, I don't, I don't know how, how professional, uh, uh, cause you, you hear that, um, like Chikara back in the day, they would do a lot of shows in New York. Um, and I'm talking like the Claudio Castagnoli era, you know, so we're talking like probably a decade ago plus. And they, I remember hearing them being like, who gives a shit about us? Like nobody's checking in on what we're doing. Like we're not big enough to actually do so. Like we can do, and like Chikara wasn't doing death matches and stuff like that. But like, I think they definitely did some like cage matches with blood and stuff like that when they, I think they weren't technically quote unquote allowed to. So I don't know. Maybe ICW is just like, fuck it. Are they streaming the show? Yeah, it'll be on fight or not on fight. They're on um, IWTV. IWTV. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that prevents it. Cause then it's just too, like there's just the evidence is just too easy. We start looking we're like, actually Chris lives in Queens, right? Like he's yeah. Yeah. His basement. Why is Dr. Redacted jumping off of, off of his couch? And also, Oh my God, Jimmy Lloyd is destroying his bathroom. <laughs> Jimmy Lloyd's on the show fighting Hoodfoot. That's incredible. I mean, that's in a non title was... match. <laughs> mm. Hoodfoot isn't throwing. He's like, no chance. No chance. I'd love to see the two of them go at it in a slap fight. I mean, oh. I think it'd be very one sided, but that would be part of the fun. Never underestimate Jimmy Lloyd. It's true. I've learned that one the hard way. Chris, I was almost, Chris, <laughs> facts, I was almost hit by a car today. Yeah, you you texted me this and I explicitly was like, we are not going to talk about this until we're at, we have a microphone in front of us. So what exactly happened, Garrett? So the grocery store came, I had my bags, put them in the car, was taking mm-hmm. my cart back to the, the cart corral, put it sure. in. You were a good boy. Around. You actually returned a good the boy. Yeah. Yeah. Two cars stopped to let me cross back uh, across the street. And as I'm crossing, a car speeds around those cars going very fast. I had to jump out of the way. I am wearing 
Okay, I have oh. an MDK hoodie on, so I do look a little tough, but sure. I am wearing a pair of purple Crocs, which is, mm-hmm. and they were not set to sport mode. Uh, so I had to jump in leisure mode Crocs to not get hit by a car. Um, and immediately a lot of profanities came out of my mouth and there were a lot of people around as I'm just swearing at the, at the sky and pointing. I see like the, the, the driver's like long gone by the time these are coming out or like, Oh yeah. Like, like they didn't I mean, hear they you. Me. We made, we made eye contact as I was, you know, like inches from getting mm-hmm. my, my knees shattered by a Ford Taurus or something. <laughs> and as I'm walking back to my car, the car circles back around the parking lot and is coming toward me. And I see that their windows down and immediately I throw my hands up in the air and I shout at them. What are you coming to fucking finish me? Mm. I was like, I was hot. My heart was racing. I almost died. Yeah. And, uh, then I saw that it was a mom and a kid and I immediately, uh, I became the one apologizing. <laughs> I saw the kid in the back seat. She told me that she couldn't. She's like, I'm so sorry. I couldn't see because of the sun. It's like, well, why are you driving fucking 30 (laughs) miles an hour through a grocery store? Yeah. In a parking lot. It's not simpler that one normally drives terribly fast. Um, I have had a dream so much of my life facts. I've been, I've wanted to get hit by a car, but not like run over. I sure. would love to get popped up onto the hood over the windshield, roll down like the an action movie, like a stunt man in an action movie kind of deal. It looked like in that moment, instead of if I had jumped to the side, if I had just jumped straight in the air, I definitely would have hit the windshield and gone over. Cause in that moment, you can say whatever you want to that person. Cause you've just yeah. been struck by a car. You own their soul. You can literally just be like, what's in your wallet? Just give it to me. Don't even look first. Just give me the whole... Nope, ID and everything. All of it. I can't tell Child you Child in the back. I'm your dad now. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, can I share? I've actually had that same fantasy of like that yeah. cinematic getting hit. Like, I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to break... I've had fears about getting run over and like losing a limb. That would be terrible. But the... Yeah, like popping up, like getting it maybe on your love handle or something into the windshield. You know? You get, you get knocked for a loop. I played football. You know, I, 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 it's probably similar. <laughs> the, the worst part for me though, in this situation, cause it, it turns out in that moment, given the opportunity to have it happen, my instinct was to not get hit by the car, which is kind yeah, of, it's kind of human reaction, right? Like you, I don't think you can sucks. really, can, yeah, it's kind of like, my, I <laughs> it's kind of like with my cat where like. He's meowing that he wants to be pet, but then if he turns his head slightly so he doesn't see me when I finally touch his fur, he like jumps up. You know, you just can't control it. Yeah. You just, it's just natural human instinct to not want to be injured, um, which I hate because it's been like, I've wanted this since I was like 15. It's like, I want to get flipped over that hood. Uh, but I w- if it had happened, the worst part would have been me sitting on the curb crying. Is yeah. I listen to other people describe to the police what's happening, where they're just like, she came flying around and hit him, and his purple Crocs flew flew away. They're gone. He doesn't have shoes anymore. Or like when the the officer's coming over to like actually interview you directly, and you're still like sniffling, and you're being like a a, a child. 
They hit me with the car. Okay, sir, but like, what exactly were you doing at that point? I was just being a good boy, and she hit me. She hit me. I didn't ask for it. I was just crossing the street. I looked both ways, and then she swerved around the people that had stopped to let me go. I didn't get killed, <coughs> but my heart was racing there for a little bit with the adrenaline, and I, I really, and- when I saw them coming back around, I thought like. Who do we know that's mad at me? Like, I thought maybe Derek put a hit on me because they circled it's... back around and were coming back. <laughs> well, he, he might have put a hit because of some of the, the messages we've had, but we'll get to that in a, in a little bit. I just want to go back to that when inevitably this recording of this podcast is played in a court of law one day, when you eventually are hit by a car and they use this as evidence that, that you you sabotaged yourself. I, Chris is a lawyer, so Chris, can you go mm-hmm. back when you hear this? And I want you to make this officially legally binding that they have to play it starting at the beginning of the episode. So they have to hear <laughs> about the cum robot. They've got to hear all about that before they get to to Garrett incriminating himself. Uh, can we pause it right there, um, sir? What's a dental dam? And I'm yeah. sitting in the thing in my wheelchair. It's like, well... Um, as far as facts and I are, are sure, we're, we think it's like a little piece of maybe like, um, maybe like, is it um, latex? Maybe latex, maybe yeah. Latex. Rub, rubber. <laughs> I don't know. It stretches. Well, also, if that is what it is, right? Which I'm not sure if it is. But if it is that thing, I don't see how a dick could fit in there. Right? Because it's like... You're not fitting into it. You're just coming straight. It's like coming into a trampoline, like a not, you know, like it's. I think you pull the whole thing out, and it's just like, it's like you've come. And that into doesn't a- seem very secure, right? Like I, I can make a pretty juicy uh, explosion, and it just has to get around some of the, like. Doesn't it? Yeah, like that's like the whole point of a I condom. See- is the right? It's got to be like ninety nine point nine percent. Like I, I've seen friends. But when you go to like an ICW show and they're in like a Legion hall, they cover the nice floor with a tarp so the blood doesn't get all over the floor. Like inevitably a little's going to get to the side, but it covers most of it. Yeah, I mean, but I guess using that analogy, it's kind of like, well, if I've got a taco and I'm sitting in the front row of that show, like... If you eat that taco at the front row of that show, you you basically have to be comfortable with eating another man's blood. You've got to be basically have a little John Moxley in you. <laughs> okay, Center for Disease Control: How to Use a Dental Dam. Okay, please enlighten me. Dental dams are latex or polyurethane sheets used between the mouth and vagina or anus during oral sex. Ready Wait, to use so- dental dams. So this is like, this isn't like, a, like, this is actually FDA certified usage. This is like a co-indication. Oh, my information. I'm sending you the link right now as we Please. speak. This is from the Center for Disease Control. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's got to be fairly official, right? This is a .gov website. Yeah. I love that it opens that with this document, your contains, this document contains sexually graphic images and may not be suitable for some audiences. Scroll down and see this image. This is, well, we, this I just want to, if we have any underage listeners that like their parents have installed things that they can't get any porn on their iPhone, um, I'm looking at you listeners in Spain, just Google how to use a dental dam. That's how you can get your rocks off. Oh yeah, there are images. 
The images are so. Wait, okay. Yeah, I don't think I could get through that. Wait, but it's seriously, it says carefully open dental dam and remove package. That's step one. Step two, place dental dam flat to cover vaginal opening or anus. That's step two. Then step three is throw away used dental dam. They're missing a lot. Like, go go down. This way. sex education is is lacking in this country. Yep, my sex ed class was abstinence class, and yeah, this shows how you can MacGyver a condom into a dental dam. Which like how is. you could turn a condom into a worse thing. But, I like though, but I noticed there's nothing like, on the effectiveness. How could this like? There's no way the any government agency should have a how to home rig a dental dam from cutting up a condom. Like that like how many babies have have happened because of this infographic? <laughs> and this is why one of the many reasons that Joe Biden is a shitty president. <laughs> <clears throat> don't use spermicide which can cause irritation that just seems like a comfort thing more than wait is it like wait it says don't stretch a dental dam that's one of the don'ts so how exactly do you take a flat sheet put it over a vaginal or anal cavity and then penetrate said cavity without doing that i guess i don't is it like Okay, so the photo I'm seeing of the lady, she's got a little square and is holding it over. Am I supposed to like duct tape that to her body and then just like, like, I think it really is like a trampoline. Like you're just like boing, like, you know, going. I feel like it's just going to go in. Why would this? I don't know that this is better than just not having sex. Oh, like if this. For sure. I mean, I need a video. Of how I, just, I just feel like the comfort isn't going to be there, so you might as well just wear a condom, which I, I feel is a much higher percentage of working. And I would you okay? Wait, does it? By the way, maybe, do maybe. use a new one every time. Do they really need that? Or do you think there's people trying to reuse dental dams and condoms? If if you are with a, a, a another human. And they don't have a condom on them, but they're like, I do have this box of dental dams. That feels like a red flag. Yeah. Unless they're a dentist or maybe oral hygienist, you know? Also, that's really funny, though, to, like, put that in your mouth. (laughs) Like, that would look insane. Yeah. I think it would actually, like, I mean, maybe it might become my new thing. But it um, would just, I feel like it would be, God, what a weird first half hour of this show. We've had CM Punk's back and we spent. <laughs> Speaking of cum receptacles. <laughs> CM, CM Punk's back home, Garrett. He's back where he belongs. He's, yeah, he's a different person. He's, um, that was insane. So, Okay. I, I don't want to spend, we're not going to spend the rest of the, the predetermined, like watching this and shitting on CM Punk, but he did get me to watch a full three hours of raw for the first time since Derek yeah. was on. the And he got me to 
watch a YouTube clip for the first time in a while. Um, but one thing that he did not get is we were talking, you know, because interestingly on Saturday night, you were watching Survivor Series to see if he showed up. I was actually watching Full Gear because I've been really busy and I've been way behind. And I was catching up. But me, you, and, and Chris all hopped on a call together to talk about our various wrestling things. And then Punk came out. Chris had turned the show off. <laughs> I remember Chris was flashed yeah, the, the bug. The, the bug came up. Chris turned the show off. And then all of a sudden, and I'm watching AEW. And then you're just like, like you just looked like a zombie. And then we figured out why. And then we were joking around. And we we're like, well, where's Raw on Monday? And I was like, it's not still in Chicago, right? And, you're, and Chris was like, it's definitely not in Chicago. And then you're like, well, how funny would it be if it's in Nashville? And it was in Nashville. And tickets were not that expensive. And it, they still did not get you to buy a ticket. It just... It was one of those where it's like, there's a time for this show that I would travel to whatever weird nonsense I needed to. And that just seemed like too much time. I have to fight traffic to get downtown. I have to park. I have to get there. I'm certainly going to spend $25 on a pretzel and a beer. Right. And then sit there and watch Raw. Well, it also would be weird to hours and fifty five minutes to be there in an arena of like ten thousand, fifteen thousand other other people, but like they're having the opposite experience that you are, um, where it's like it's 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 like if you've ever seen your home sports team play on the road and then the other team wins and just everyone else is super excited and you're just bummed out. Like I feel like that's the way it would feel. A hundred percent. Well. Yeah, being there for sure. Um, and as a St. Louis Blues fan, the only team I ever really get to see them play live is the Predators, and I've never seen them win here, so I know exactly how it feels to be sad in that arena. And yeah. I've done it enough times that I just didn't, I don't know. Like, even that day, because we were like, well, maybe, maybe, maybe if they confirm CM Punk will be there, and they're like, oh, he will be. Bridgestone yeah. sends me an email that's like, Garrett, you can get in the door for $20. Yep. And I was like, ah, but I still have to walk. It, it's to it's time, right? It's more time than money. Yeah. Of like, I got, I like, again, that's why I didn't even, I was pretty sure Punk was going to go on last. And then obviously before the show, somebody probably, Chris or somebody on our Instagram group, um, you know, shared that that was like the spoilers. Like, yeah, he was going to be wrapping up. And it's like, I, I, I don't, I don't know how much you'd have to pay me to go to a three hour live raw. Like it, it's just, I don't like, Hey, listen, anyone that's really happy to see CM Punk on, on raw and in WWE. Great for you, man. I, you know, I don't, it's not for me. It reinforced why, uh, even when punk was suspended, the, you know, or whatever you call it, you know, when he was gone from AEW before, I guess he was technically out injured, but also kind of sort of suspended. Like, I basically come to terms that I was done with CM Punk at that point. And like, everything he has done since has really reinforced why, and and the promo on Raw very much fit that theme, you know? 
like I don't want to just shit on people who like WWE because like once again it's you know the wrestling ice cream different flavors sure and, and like what you like because I will say watching it like I was genuinely shocked at how bright and shiny the production was yeah for sure it's like I forget that it's like some of the most crisp sports <laughs> you can like it's just presented it's presented well it's yeah. uh it's bright shiny you are watching something that is fucking expensive i guess i what i just don't understand though is the person that like cm punk appeals to yeah feels like they should probably be the person that's moved on to AEW, right like it doesn't feel like what cm punk cm punk was good promos that actually made sense and actual good kind of long for WWE standards wrestling matches. Like it just feels like if that's what you like, why are you watching raw where they just have a hundred really short matches and nonsense? Well, I mean, I guess it would be because like, you don't really like, this feels like condescending and kind of shit. Like you're not like super into wrestling, like wrestling doesn't super matter to you. Um, Cause like, I, I don't remember who I read this today. Somebody was saying like that they had just watched it for the first time in a while as well. Like, like mm-hmm. most people did. I'm sure the ratings on this were fucking huge. Cause so many of us were like, what's he going to say? And it turns out like nothing. Um, but like the things that get reactions on these shows are the entrances and the finish to a match. Right. Everything in between is just like blank staring at, I mean, Okay, I'm looking. Every match on this show is under 10 minutes, except for the first match, which was a um, tag team turmoil match that went 26 minutes almost without a commercial break. Dear God. Which is like super long for a WWE TV match, for sure. It's like you're asking Uh, for the commercial break. Like, can I get a Twix commercial or something? Just give me the picture in picture. Well, I think it's also like interesting, like when you look at Punk's promo on raw versus his promo on, on the, uh, was it the first or the second rampage? It was, it was the first, it was the first rampage. Like it just seems like he had absolutely nothing to say. Like on the raw one, it's just like, he didn't say anything. There was no substance. There was no purpose. There was no mission statement. Like it was very unlike CM Punk. And interestingly, the thing that got me back into wrestling, I guess for the third time, um, you know, I was into wrestling as a kid came back during the Attitude Era, kind of stopped watching it, and it was the Pipe Bomb Era, the Reality Era, that kind of brought me back, kind of for good, at least to this point. And um, for me, it was actually Bret Hart coming back, which was just before the Pipe Bomb, which is actually, I guess, very similar of like, hell would have to freeze over, there's no way Vince McMahon and Bret Hart could ever be in the same room together. And then Bret Hart was coming back, and I'm like, oh, I gotta watch this. And like a few weeks later was the Pipe Bomb. And like, Bret Hart didn't get me to watch Raw again. Like, it got me to watch a Raw one time again. And I got it to, like, oh, maybe during Monday Night Football, I'll flip the channels. And then I saw the pipe bomb. And then that kind of really built into this thing of, like, oh, this is actually good. And, like, I think about how that kind of worked, right? These people that were, like, teenagers in the Attitude Era had gotten older. You know, they're adults now. And, like, Punk and then other guys that they started pushing, right? Like, they started really pushing Daniel Bryan more. Uh, around the same time or a little after 
John Cena was kind of perfectly positioned as this white knight babyface that was kind of an easy heel for the reality era. It all kind of worked really well to target that audience. And so I'm interested to see where WWE goes here. I don't have a lot of confidence, but hey, Triple H has done good things at times. It'd be interesting to see, well, okay, you got CM Punk. I'm sure that got some people watching Raw that haven't watched Raw in a while. But what are you going to do with it? Because I don't think CM Punk wrestling matches every week is not going to happen. And it's not going to keep, it's not going to be exciting, right, for a long period of time. So I just want to see what, what do they do with this? It's going to be funny if there's the irony of him being a part time guy that takes somebody else's left. WrestleMania slot. Yeah. Um, which honestly, like, I mean, he worked there before. He saw how you get the main event WrestleMania spot. You leave and you come yeah. back as part time and get that fucking job. And I don't or, know. It's or be big. Just be physically big, like Roman, right? Like like Roman never left. Roman's a lot younger than Punk, and Roman's worked a hell of a lot of WrestleMania main events. Randy's beefier than I remember him being, too. He's a beefy boy. He's also seems like he's, back, yeah. he seems like he's younger than he was a few years ago. Has that somehow yeah. happened? Randy? <laughs> is yeah, is it clone? Is it his son? Randy or the third? We removed a dental dam put it in a tube and we've been growing a randy orton for years and he's finally come of age and size where we can just throw him in call him the apex predator have him hit an rko to a guy and it hits the same except like he, he looks better in the deaf every time vince has to tell one of the cleaning staff to clean come off his desk he definitely refers to it as he was growing randy orton's <laughs> Put it in the specimen jar. Oh, Javier! Don't make me open the specimen jar. <laughs> Javier, I was trying to grow a few Randys. I got it all over the place. There's some on the there's dinosaur. <laughs> Somewhere there's a lab that's just a bunch of faulty Randys. Like, it's like this one. <laughs> it's like, a, I just watched um, Alien Resurrection for the first time the other day. There's like a Randy Orton that's all got all like weird arms and is like all fucked up and just, he runs into himself and he's saying like, kill me, <laughs> kill me, please. Well, that's why they're making, you know, NXT into an even bigger show. And now it's going to be a network show. His real developmental is the Randy Orton lab. That's the only <laughs> developmental that matters is they're going to perfect this army of Orton's. And that, that will be when Vince can finally die happy. He will not be happy that he can leave this world until he knows there's an army of Randy Orton's ready to take over WWE primetime broadcasting. Uh, they storm the arena in like the DX Jeep, but it's just a whole <laughs> bunch of him. Just shit in bags. Like nobody's bags are safe. You know, there's too many bags that could be shit in. Make more of him. <laughs> yeah. God damn. Well, and Randy would love it because, you know, if you have clones of yourself, it does make passing a P test a lot easier. <laughs> you just need one clean Randy to provide the urine for everybody. Who is just chained up in the corner like um, Paul Dano and Prisoners. Yeah, exactly. like <laughs> Getting the shit beat. Piss in this. Please don't make me. Piss! 
Piss boy. Um, I don't want to make it seem like I didn't enjoy any of this show. Yeah, there what, was what a did very you enjoy. Um, so there, <laughs> there was a, a a running segment throughout it where our truth kept popping up because the country singer Jelly Roll was there. Which sure. it's it's funny because <laughs> do you, are you familiar with Jelly Roll? I'm I'm not. Is there any Dixie Sugar lyrics that I should be aware of? He's well. He's like as far as I know, he's not like a. He seems like a pretty decent guy. Like he seems okay. he's very popular. Um, I as far as I know, no problematic lyrics. Like he seems like a hmm. pretty good guy. Like he was a rapper before, but he's a okay. very large man. Like a very, I, I imagine. Has, I'm glad. I was gonna ask. I'm glad he's large because with a name like Jelly Roll, I'm thinking a large fella. And so I'm glad you should true. Google him. Cause he looks like three post Malones. <laughs> like he looks like three post Malones inside a trench coat is this guy. But. Right. Oh yeah. No, that's very accurate. That is a very accurate description. Um, but what's funny is a, a buddy of mine, uh, what is like, country yeah, singer. he was a rapper first. That's that's not a transition you see every day. But there is like a point where like if you are willing to do it and sing about church. I mean, Kid Rock did it, right? Although I don't know Kid Kid Rock was, was he ever technically a rapper? I mean, he was kind of that rap rock era. And then he just became a country rapper. He definitely fancied himself that. Yeah. I know a friend of mine that's from Nashville was like, he said that guy by his real name. He's like, that's insane how famous he is right now. He's like, that guy used to sell us weed in high school. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Jelly Roll's on the show, and like they keep making, uh, he's there, and R-Truth walks in and is like, Jelly Rolls? Where are the Jelly Rolls? I want to eat the Jelly Rolls. And I'm like, no, he's Jelly Roll. He's like, you got the Jelly Roll? That wasn't in itself funny. But there's a part later where he's got powdered sugar all over his face and a tray of Jelly Rolls. And uh, Judgment Day are around him and Finn Balor, for some reasons, dressed like he's ready for bed. And um, the whole show, he never left this like big black sweatshirt he was wearing that looked super comfy. Like he definitely had some PJ pants on below the camera that we're not able to see. Okay, we were talking, he's um, been in WB for like a decade at this point. So he's he's just like probably just riding out the contract where he's just like, I'm good. I'm set for life. I'm done wrestling. I'm just going to kind of be the guy in sleepwear in the background <laughs> while mommy talks. I still talks. got the abs under here. Yeah. But our uh, truth looks at all of Judgment Day or that are surrounding him and t- lets them know that he would like to be their fifth for war games, which is just like classic our truth joke. Right. Offering to be in a thing that already happened. Yeah. I, I I don't I never mind our truth the classic our truth is particularly when it's not like a weekly thing it's it's like uh, I don't know I, I could see how that'd be amusing legitimately one of the funniest moments I can remember in WWE is that um, Royal Rumble where our truth runs down the ramp grabs a ladder puts it in the ring and climbs it <laughs> and <laughs> and looks around confused because there's no briefcase hanging off the ring that's a great joke. That's a great joke. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with, with when R-Truth has to carry like five segments on every show, that's where it gets to be. But like a little bit of R-Truth can go a long way. And, and I think the man consistently earns a paycheck and looks fantastic for 
how old he's got to be in his mid 40s at this point right i'm pretty sure he's in his 50s right yeah born in 1972 he is 51 looks fantastic yeah he still looks i mean he still looks like our truth like yeah. he looks the same but the matches on this card uh that i watched for three hours was this tag team turmoil um who won I guess the Creed brothers won, which I was not familiar with. They must have been a NXT guys that got called up or something. So no, no relationship with Austin Creed, who was also in the match. Okay, uh, but it's the Creed brothers are Brutus Creed and Julius Creed. They won. <laughs> they beat DIY, who I didn't know was still there. I um, mean, I feel like I think I knew both guys were still there, but I didn't know that they were like a team. I feel like the entire night was just like, oh my God, I forgot he was there because I just haven't watched like a whole show. Uh, I guess Nakamura had re-debuted in Nashville. Like he showed up for the first time in ring uh, mm-hmm. and he called out Cody. Like he, he uh, red misted Cody and Cody sold that like a, like the, like a freaking actor. Um, yeah. I didn't know Shinsuke was still like, I literally forgot that Shinsuke Nakamura was in WWE. Like, I don't know. He just escaped my brain as somebody who was still around. Well, especially with all like the, the layoffs, right. That they lay people off every few months. That's just like, if you haven't heard their name because they haven't fought Roman. It's like, I don't know. I just kind of assume most of them got laid off and, <laughs> or asked for the release to go to AEW or in his case, probably back to new Japan. Yeah. Well, he was just having such a good time surfing down in Florida. Yeah. That it's like, I can't like, once again, it's kind of like I can't fault punk. Like if you back a Brinks truck up to my house, I'll tell you last night was the best show I ever watched. Uh, I'll sell out in a second. So yeah, but, but it's understood. You and I never had any integrity. We never planned. Yeah, you know, we never pretended to. Whereas that's kind of was punk's whole thing, right? Is taking the that was Chris's old bit. <laughs> yeah. But the other matches, we had Bronson Reed, which is Jonah Rock, versus okay. uh, one of the Viking Raiders. Nia mm-hmm. Jax versus Zoe Stark. Had no idea. I thought Nia Jax got fired She did. Forever she, ago. she 1,000% got fired, so I guess she's just back. Chelsea Green and Piper Nevin versus Natalia and Tegan Knox. And I mean, then the main is, event was... How is, with all the people that have got fired and people that have been fired and come back, how has Natalia survived all of that? Like, what kind of incriminating evidence does she have? She's a heart. Yeah. She's never pissed anybody off. And doesn't she have, like, the most matches in the history of WWE? Oh, she's, I mean, she's got to, right? I mean. Like, she's probably been on every Raw for the last four years. I don't know if she takes a break. Well, I feel like she, no, I feel like she takes, like, months off sometimes that she's not on TV. Because it's just, she's Natty Nightheart. You can just bring her back whenever but they'll never get rid of it. You know, good for her. Good for her. And, and that Main shows all Randy the, and Dominic, but sorry, go ahead. I was saying that's all, all the sad with Teddy Hart. The bar for staying employed as a, as a true blooded <laughs> heart is not that high. I mean, you look at uh, Julia Hart. She's not even a real heart. And she's, she's winning titles on AEW. Um, Teddy got a peacock show. He was the star of a peacock show. 
So by the way, so so Randy Orton, Dom Mysterio, I want to go back to that. So how, how does that how does that finish? Does that have a clean finish? Does just Randy go over? Does, does something bullshit need to happen so that Dom it's doesn't insane clean? that you're asking me to remember a match I watched last night? Um, he, Randy won, and it was Dom and there's this other guy, JD Madonna, I think that's how you say his name, that was in the War Games match from the night oh. before that I, I, he was the one that I think Chris and I were describing as if like Adam Cole, Joey Janela and, um, and, uh, rock hard juice Robinson had a baby. It would be mm. this man. Yeah. Um, he did, he did take a cool move in the, he took a RKO off like the top of the cage or something. Cool. They threw him down and Randy caught him on the way down, but. Oh, he's the pro. Randy. Um, I don't know. But then it ended with five minutes of punk telling me he's back. He's home. He's a different guy. And he's just, he seemed so happy and he, he looks good. He's got a nice, haircut. I like, I like the new haircut. It's a good haircut. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a little, little striking to the, the I'm home nonsense. And, and I don't think he's doing it for the money. Like I think he, Hey, he it's made a spite a lot. job. It's a total spite job, right? Like, cause he, by all accounts, he he didn't come to AEW for money, even though he was paid a lot. Like it wasn't like he needed money, um, but he's also a man of said integrity that he's going to get every dime that he's due him. Um, and then he made a lot of money in the year and change years with AEW. So yeah, it's it's clearly just a spite thing, and it's like I don't—is he spiting Tony Khan? Is he spiting AEW fans? Is he spiting? Kenny Omega, I, I don't know. The real person that needs to interview him is Larry David. Yeah, like, yeah it's a it's a it's a spite job. I'm taking a spite job. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. Like, I mean, I get it. Like, I've definitely there's grudges that I don't even remember how it started, but that I'm still holding. You know, like I don't remember. I I don't know. As I get older, right, and and Punk is older than I am. I would say that while I agree with the sentiment and when I was younger, man, there's pretty much nothing that will get me to work longer than I have to. I'll do a lot of things for spite. Work is not one of them. (laughs) Travel however many days a year. Like there's, are they going to get fucking CM Punk to go to Saudi? Oh, I can't be okay with that. Oh, I don't think he would, but if that's what you got to take for the spite job, because right, if the rumors are that they're they're paying him a substantial amount, and apparently it's a multi many year contract, which again we know this is a WWE contract, which means they can end it at any time, but that means at least theoretically on Punk's side he's locked in for years. Like, a that's insane. Why would they sign to a? Lo- Where it's just like, who's the other offer from? <laughs> like, why would you need to give him a long term deal? But again, I'm so I'm sure it's a way WWE can leave it at any point. But I feel like there's got to be concessions there, especially if they're paying him that much. It's got to be. I don't think he's going to wrestle a whole lot, but I think it's going to be. You're going to have to be on TV this amount of frequency, and I definitely bet you're going to have to do a Saudi show. Like, there's how hard do you think the the Crown Prince came when he saw when he heard the punk music at the end of Survivor Series? Like, that's your target audience. He was. He was air guitaring in his palace for sure. Oh yeah. 
I'm surprised there's not a, a like an Instagram reaction video of the Crown Prince watching that show. <laughs> You're, I did see that Living Color is going to be at the Ryman soon, opening for Extreme. Remember hmm. Extreme? Oh, I do. More than words, right? I'm uh, more likely to go to that show than I was Bridgestone. Yeah, I mean, Living Color is a great band. They're great live. Yeah, it's they're not a uh, Riot song. Fest. Yeah, I, I think Living Color. I, I'd see them any day of the week. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, I, one song is a, a I don't little know, it, for me. But. It's punk is confusing to me because I I don't really like. I feel like if me and him just talked about similar interests as far as like music and uh, how we feel about, you know. I feel like we have like similar like political beliefs and also just like trans rights. And uh, I feel like there's a lot of things punk and I could agree on. I just don't think his wrestling and um, the Blackhawks would might keep us from being friends. Well, I I also don't think like the, the more I learn, the more I feel this is true because I feel like the image of who the real CM Punk, who the real Phil Brooks is becomes clearer with each passing year. And I feel like he's not someone that talks with you. He's someone that talks at you. So I feel like you would be like, yeah, like blah, blah, blah. Like you'd be like, um, name a band that you like that you think CM Punk would like. I bet CM Punk likes Black Flag. So you'll just be doing something like you'll be talking about Black Flag. And then like three minutes later, CM Punk will be like, Oh, you know what, Ben? You guys should all check out his Black Flag. Like, not even acknowledging. <laughs> like, he literally didn't even hear what you said. And and then he'll probably try to sue you for trying to be. Might smart. try and sue. That that's the hard part. Is yeah. Well, that's. I would say that since that stuff, I've never been fully back on punk. I actually, when he first came back in AEW. I was extremely skeptical and I was kind of against him. And then when they did that, which is now prescient, like uh, Long Island Dynamite with MJF, who's the hardcore heel, but he was the babyface there and played babyface, and Punk playing against Type Pev as the heel, seems oddly prescient of, of where we are now. And I was so behind that because I, listen, CM Punk with that first promo on that rampage, he, he did win me back to a certain degree because he's a hell of a promo, right? Um, and he could still work in the ring. Like his, his matches for the most part in AEW were good. Um, but yeah, the person I, I really never, obviously I was a huge fan, but since even the Colcabana stuff, I've really never been all the way back on him. And then the more we found out about the backstage stuff, it kind of, again, things started solidifying in my mind where I'm like, yeah, he's a bad person. Like he's actually a bad person. And I'm not saying he's like, like not, a war criminal. Not like, yeah, I'm not yeah, saying he should be in jail like like, or something. But I'm just saying, like, I would never want to be friends with him in real life. Yeah, it, like, yeah, he doesn't fall into like a Louis C.K. like Kevin Spacey like problematic kind of person. He, right. he's kind of he's just a dick. He's just a dick. Yeah, and he, that's fine. And you just kind yeah, of realize. Even with the pipe bomb, it's just like, yeah, you know, like that guy that's the dick or the bully, like when they're being a dick or a bully to the thing you also dislike, 
it's easy to get on board with that. <laughs> but then later when you True. just realize they yeah. just want to complain about everything and they want to rage against everything, you're just like, oh, well, not everything is horrible. You know, maybe, maybe it's you. Maybe it's you. Call me crazy. But hey, listen, uh, I'm yeah. I'm not watching Raw. CM Punk isn't getting me to watch Raw. However, you know, with the sale, with Hunter being in more control, with some new TV contracts getting signed, um, if this is the new beginning of something, you know, I'll keep my ears open. I did cancel my Peacock subscription, even at a dollar ninety nine a month. I wasn't getting the value out of it. I just wanted to delete an app from my TV home screen. Um, but like, hey, I hope it gets better, and I hope it gets good. I hope. You know, Impact, or TNA, as it's now going to be called again, gets better. I hope, you know, Billy Corgan shit. I hope that sinks even further down. Because that's just funny. I completely. Yeah, I I want it to stay. I need it to stay just afloat. Like, I need Billy and Tyrus on the door. You need need Billy to stay just afloat, right? Because that's really the thing is because, I mean, they're hemorrhaging money and they always have. It's really just you need Billy to be making enough money playing Disneyland with Smashing Pumpkins to keep supporting this just siphon of funds that is the NWA. I think that we need to do some sort of bet where the loser has to get a tattoo of Billy Corrigan and his nice shirt holding (laughs) that Mickey Mouse in front of the castle. (laughs) (laughs) It says the NWA above it. Um, that's the shirt. That's how you make money. Like, yeah, he's so funny. He's so funny. Like I get it. He's got to do that show so that he can have the money for the plane tickets for the boys down to Colville. Uh, right. Cause later like, in the month. Cause again, like up until a few years ago, like Billy Corgan is a, was a fantastically wealthy man. You know, like he had tens of millions of dollars. He owned several businesses in the Chicago area. Like, but now some of the things coming out since that cocaine spot that ruined his TV deal, his chance of finally making a, at least a dime on NWA is like he's been spending millions. He's been losing millions on, and millions. What? It's on the app. They didn't take him away completely. NWA is on the CW app. They're on the CW app. But I think it was, again, some of these news sources, it's, it's tens of millions of dollars he's lost, which again, checks out. He signed all these guys. I remember us talking to them like, there's no way YouTube is going to make up for how much money they're putting into this roster and and the studio and stuff. And that's come out and like, no shit. It's true. Billy's just been spending a ton of his own money. I'm sure his wife and uh, family are thrilled that their (laughs) super famous dad is broke because because he has to pay, uh, you know, the guy that used to dance like a dinosaur. Well, I think, yeah. I mean, EC3 is their guy now. Like, they're they're strapping the rocket to EC3. That's right. Um, who still owes me fucking $7 or a comic book. And I hope it's the comic book. I really do. I Me too! That's all I want. He's just like, I've got writer's block, man. It just, I can't get, I can't get it out of my head. He's going to hold you hostage. Like there's going to be like a Kickstarter for like, how much are you willing to pay to get me to actually finish this comic book? And I'll, <laughs> I'll throw in, I don't know. I'm not going to say on the air, the number I'd throw out there for, for this comic book to happen, but it's, it's higher than $7. I can assure you of that. 
I wonder if he quietly refunded me and I just never noticed also because awesome. he was embarrassed. Because I mean, if I see him though, like I'm a hundred percent gonna be like, "Hey, man, I gave you like seven bucks for that comic. Like, what? When's that coming?" And also, when are you gonna put a, those shorts on discount from the Control Your Narrative? You gotta have just fucking box of those in your garage. Me and Chris want a couple. Yeah. We're not paying thirty bucks plus shipping. It, it, it is it is crazy that those things are not on sale. I mean, that was my Christmas plan. Was I was just buying, gonna buy one of those for every member of my family because I was assuming fifty percent off, but you know, hasn't happened yet. Did you check the store on Black Friday though? I forgot. Chris and I did. Okay. Hmm. Not on sale. Sons of bitches. Maybe 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 that's the thing is maybe there are no shorts. The same as there is no comic book. Just most of the items on there are just like, well, no one's ever going to buy this. They're just trying to make it. They're trying to make it like look like a smarter buy to buy like the EC3 T-shirt or the the beef seasoning, because you know they're real. <laughs> and there's legitimacy to have more items. What's my, there's going to be a certain point where we realize like this was all a figment of our imagination. Yeah. And just control your narrative was never a thing. EC3 is your Tyler Durden. <laughs> he is handsome. <laughs> he, he is handsome and fit. Kind of rugged in his own way. So I have to shoot myself in the head? Uh, yeah. I think that's how, that's how you end it. That's how, uh, that's how NWA's lights go out. <laughs> It's they're counting one, two slow motion. Me just bang, and then he just disappears. Well, I also think about like we'll talk about sometimes like how wild it is that we're like, if you had went back in time and told us, hey, we're on like year four of like a wrestling company started by like Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and some rich guy that liked them, and like blah 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 blah. And Cody's gonna be WWE champion and like all these things we would have been like, oh shit. I think the wildest thing of all though would be is that like me and Chris um two our most common shared interests were always wrestling and music. And particularly we, we had a big crossover with the Smashing Pumpkins. Chris and I have been to Smashing Pumpkins concerts together. We've been there separately. Uh, I've seen Billy Corgan do solo acoustic sets. I've I've seen I've seen the special ones play in at least six different states. So big fan. If you had told me in like 2014, like 10 years from now, you guys are going to be on a podcast joking about how much money Billy Corgan is losing, airing a free 80s inspired wrestling show on YouTube. I would have just been like, what the f- what? What? Really feels like a Mad Libs. Yeah, and and by the way, and you don't like the show. I would have been like, "What? <laughs> that sounds like exactly what I like." <laughs> I mean, you might like it. You just aren't giving the current product a chance. I I will admit, I've I've gone in and out on NWA a couple times, and and I never have a bad time. It's just not enough to kind of keep me back, and because it's so episodic. It's not really like built to kind of like dip back into compared to say 
AEW, as I found out when I missed a bunch of shows, I could just kind of dip back in, no problem. NXT is generally pretty good with that. I don't know if it currently is, because now there's a lot of main roster people that come down. But generally, even once it went to USA, NXT stayed very accessible, that you could just kind of dip in for an episode and just kind of catch up quickly. I think WCW back in the day was like that. But yeah, NWA doesn't, not really good for that. Yeah. Oh, man. Um you know what I I started what because last week on the show um, we had mentioned this. I said I was going to start like looking at some IWA uh, or yeah IWA Mid South. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I caught a show like I just started looking because there's such a deep catalog on IWTV of their old shows, and I caught what I think was a pay per view, and it was um, the main of not the. This wasn't the main event of the show. This was the semi-main. Okay. CM Punk versus Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio Jr. That's an insane... Necro Butcher was the main event. Of course. Of course. As, as he is. Just, Still is. Just, in every every American burger in the country. Um, <laughs> American cheese. Same amount of people at this show, too. That, like, it's so insane because... And the match was good. It was good because, like, you're looking at, like, Eddie Guerrero is, like, in shape. Like, him and Ray both look like superstars. Like, they yep. look like they just came straight from WWE, which I t- Chris kind of told me the backstory of what was happening. I believe he said that Eddie had been let go from one of the companies because of drugs at this time. Yeah. And he was doing an indie tour to try and, like, regain some. Yeah, t- I remember that from the Eddie Guerrero book. He talks about it. it was WWE. He, it was, um, and that's where he he then came back. And when he came back from that to WWE, is like when he got the, the mega push and won the world title and stuff. Like it was the beginning of like that kind of he hit his at the time rock bottom. Unfortunately, he hit harder rock bottom later. But um, yeah, but still, he had been on national television every week for like a decade at that point. Yeah, and now he's wrestling a title match in a barn in Indiana in front of, you know, 40 people. And not that CM Punk wasn't good in the match. It's just like, I mean, you're looking at, like, mm-hmm. two guys that are just, like, you know, larger-than-life superstars look super in shape. And at the time, CM Punk looks like a guy that would live on Jimmy Lloyd's couch. And Jimmy Lloyd would be like, you could stay on my couch, but you better not eat all my Funyuns while I'm sleeping. You yeah, know, like, like young young CM Punk does look like the prototypical indie wrestler that never becomes anything. Like he just yeah. look wise, you know. Um, but obviously he uh, got past that. He did, and it it was really great. I'm trying to think who else. Cash flow that we talked about from the Netflix wrestling show was on there, um, and he like he looked great back then too. Like he was. Like a, a very fit, handsome young man. Uh, it was fun. Like Chris Hero was on the show. It was just do we know, I was did, in the mood did, to watch Chris Hero. Did Cashville ever get like a cup of coffee anywhere? Did we ever look yeah, that I up? mean, it seems, it seems like there. It seems like a lot of his wrestling was at IWA Mid-South. But nothing ever, like he never got a cup of coffee on like TNA or? Um, I mean, I think he may have made an appearance. I would have to. I'm I'm on his pro wrestling wiki page right now. 
I believe he wrestled on um, AEW not long ago, but it was like while they were filming the Netflix show. Yeah, so his pro wrestling doesn't seem to be, but let's see. Let's look at his cage match. What have they got? Career highlights is blank. His career highlights just has uh, 1996 beginning of active in-ring career. That is the only highlight they've listed. Uh, But yeah, I'm just seeing OVW. Oh man, yeah. Like when I pull this up, it is just OVW stuff. And RMP, which I've never heard of. He seemed like a really good guy on that show. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was he was definitely one of the most. Oh no, AEW, AEW Dark, uh, August twenty first, twenty twenty two. He was. Uh, I see that he 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 lost Cash to the Trust Busters. Defeat, yeah. June eighth, two thousand twenty twenty three. Cash Flow defeats EC three. Hmm. Oh, but it says DQ, so EC three probably Cheated. not shot. All right. Well, we can. We're, we'll do the when when things cool down, which I don't know if it's going to happen, right? Because we're going to have an AEW pay per view at the end of next month, and then into the Royal Rumble, and and you know stuff like that. So we've got to find a week to do a cash flow deep dive. Really, like hit. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I watched one. It was him and Chris Hero, and fuck, it was. I feel like an old ECW guy. But yeah, it was. It was nice. It was nice. I'm definitely going to keep doing some IWA Mid-South. He was uh, in, it looks like there's a good mix on those. In 2021, also in August, he was in a JCW Bloody Mania Battle Royal. Hmm. I don't know why. Is that? No, that's got to be a different JCW because it's in Ohio. Well, JCW did tour um, for a minute because I know JCW did have some shows at Pops. That's JCW Juggalo Championship Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking Jersey Championship Wrestling, like the GCW affiliate. Now GCW affiliate, kind of. It was unofficially affiliate for a while. Still, yeah, it's a lot of oh. I just found out uh, right before we started recording. a uh, friend of the show, uh, Kevin, who's a, who's a film critic here in Nashville, invited me to a advanced screening of The Iron Claw a uh, week from Thursday. Okay, no no spoilers. I was actually just thinking about, because I believe it, it comes out, it, it's that weird Christmas. thing where it says it comes out the 22nd, but yeah. all of the showings started on the 21st. I don't know why we still do yeah, that yeah. in like late 2023 where you... Like we call them preview screenings, but like every theater in the country does them. So correct. Is it really a preview or is that just, is it just opening day is the day before it's listed. The movie starts at 7 PM on a Thursday, you know, yeah. that's just the, or six or whatever. But like you can um, see it in Palookaville, you know, Pennsylvania. It's not like, absolutely. it's not like you're walking the red carpet in Beverly Hill or, you know, at, at the Chinese theater and like you're at the premiere whatever but i i assume that i will probably not be able to to talk about it until i bet i have to well, i don't want to hear about it because i want to experience like i'm okay to get your visceral knee jerk like it was great i loved it uh I it was trash i hated it or i don't know it was just kind of like i don't know what to make of it you're but gonna like, see I it regardless and obviously i know the story i'm gonna see it regardless but i, I kind of want to go in blank 
but I was actually just looking that the the twenty first is the first day I'm supposed to be away for for holiday stuff with my wife's family, uh, and then I don't get back till the twenty sixth. So uh, I don't know. We me and my New York guys, we got to see if like should I see it while I'm down in in Maryland with my wife's family? Should I? Uh, can, can we all wait and see it together? Because I do want to see it with my boys, if possible. What's the uh, wrestling situation with the in-laws? What do you mean? Like, do they do, watch? Are, they, are there any fans on your wife's side of the family? Like, no, no fans. But I, I mean, they're, they'll uh, they'll tolerate it. Like, I, I don't think anyone really cares one way or another. But it's like, I are would they going to hear this? No. Are they subscribers? I think my wife's sister did listen to the episode where we were talking about all of my penis troubles because mm-hmm. she had read a blog I had written about like my experience with cancer. And I'm like, she's like, I want more of that. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I did a podcast where we talked a lot about it. it. And then I sent it to her. And then afterwards I'm like, Oh wait, by the way, don't play this while your kids are around. It's very R rated. They're going to hear uncle Jim say some stuff. Um, Send her the first 30 of this one as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe I assume she's a subscriber now. Um, now she heard yeah. that one. Yeah. But I think like if there was uh, like a big show, um, like I would just watch it and people would kind of like come in and out of the room and maybe sit down for a moment, but no one's going to watch the whole show with me. Um, but I would say like my brother-in-law is, is always looking for an excuse to get away and see a movie just cause like he's just overwhelmed all the time. And like, he loves seeing movies and he just never has a chance. Cause you know, kids, and so like now where it's like, my wife will be there, you know, there will be a lot of family around. There's other people to help herd the children. So like usually every Christmas he and I can sneak out for a movie. So uh, I'm sure he would see anything I, I was okay with seeing. So if I'm like, the only movie I will see is the Iron Claw. I think he'd be like, okay, I got some tickets for six o'clock tonight. Um, and he's already overwhelmed and doesn't realize that you're dragging him to the the saddest shit that he'll see this year. Yeah, well, if he gets good reviews, I'm sure he'll be into it. He he he's a movie guy. He likes uh, he likes the movies. So he likes a prestige picture from A24. That just made me think like oh, this felt- is a bad movie to send someone into blind. I think. Yeah. Um. But at the same point, like it is made for a more broad audience. It's not like they made this movie for wrestling smarts, right? Like they, they this is a prestige picture. It's got a, it's got a star. It's a 24. Like the, you're not going to need to know about wrestling. Like, I, I think it's more, you should prep people if they're not aware of like, this is not going to be a happy story. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think you need to spoil what happens, but I think it's just like, like, I remember when we watched the the documentary, The Rise and Fall of the Von Erich Dynasty or whatever it was called. And I remember me and my brother watched, I think it was one Thanksgiving, and my mom was there. And this is like, you know, probably 10, 15 years ago when it first came out. And I remember my mom just being, yeah, horrified because she had no idea. Like, she remembered the name Carrie Von Erich from when we were kids and like watching. But like, she she knew even about Fritz von Erich because you know my I think I've mentioned my parents used to watch shows down in Florida back in the day and they would sometimes reference him and stuff like that. My dad knew who he was, but like my mom had no idea the larger story of the von Erichs and she was like, "Fuck." So 
that yeah man do you well, how do they end that movie like what's the uplifting end of that movie <laughs> Right, because I feel like with something that's where it's set so far in the past, like you can't just end on nothing but downers. Or maybe they just say somebody will drive a motorcycle into the sunset. Teddy Hart alone. Teddy, (laughs) and then that's the uplifting thing. It's like, but but they didn't have Teddy Hart. Teddy Hart, not a Von Eric. (laughs) That is a happy ending. I mean, the current Von Erics. Are, are fairly well respected. They seem good at what they do. They seem like happy, complete people. And I wouldn't say that of Teddy Hart. Where are they? I don't know. I mean, they, I saw them at the Ric Flair show, but I don't, I've never, I feel like I haven't seen them since. Well, they were doing, I thought I had heard that like, because they, they were obviously doing MLW. They were like a top attraction in MLW. And then I heard mm. their MLW contracts ran out. But, like I thought I had heard that like they weren't even like kind of really trying to sign anywhere. So like, I wonder if they're just like free agents or whether they're like, yeah, maybe at some point, you know, uh, we'll go to AEW or something. Cause I, I would think they probably could get one of the, and especially now with like a couple of like the new TNA deal, uh, the NWA deal, even MLW, I think as a, as a deal somewhere. I was going to say they, they'd be a real big surprise in Colville. Yeah. So, or, or maybe they're honestly, maybe with this movie coming out, maybe it's good business where they're just like, you know what, we're not going to have contracts. That way, when this movie comes out, you know, Tony Khan or Vince McMahon might give us a call, which is probably accurate, right? Like, look at the surgeon, even like, look at Nick Gage's mainstream surgeon popularity from that dark side of the ring, right? And this movie is going to be a lot bigger than dark side of the ring. That's true. Like, I... I guess like we kind of, we've certainly hit a point where it doesn't seem like they're going to promote this movie on either show. I think it's too fucked up to like for wrestling to be like, this is good for us. But then you have Zac Efron and the, I can't remember the actors, Jeremy Allen White. Is that the guy from the bear? Um, yeah. Uh, Jeremy Allen White. Yep. Jeremy Allen White. Like both of them said like, both of them said they would be interested in wrestling. And that seems insane that like one of the companies wouldn't want to jump at the chance to like do something in ring with Zac Efron. Yeah. I mean, and And and, the bear's huge. And we, I mean, like we saw that the guy that played green arrow, like he was pretty good (laughs) when he wrestled, you know, and obviously Hmm. Logan Paul, not an actor per se, but a celebrity. and He's done really well. I think the Green Arrow guy was in the crowd at full gear. I'm pretty sure he was sitting behind the announcers the entire show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Which you you like? You liked that match? I'm sorry. Which match? I think I was dazing. Full gear. The uh, Oh, the swerve match? The swerve match. Oh, it was delightful. It was so good. The only thing that, like, so actually, you know, what is now probably my most anticipated, like, match that could realistically happen that I'm so much more excited for than anything CM Punk will do in WWE ever is a main event Mox versus Swerve. Because I watched that, I literally watched Full Gear Saturday night, and then I, I, I went to bed, and then I woke up Sunday 
And the first thing I did was watch Dynamite the next uh, the next time, and it had that um, Briscoe versus Mox match, and I was just like, "Man, if you could just take that match and energy, throw Swerve in there, how good is that going to be?" And I mean, we're going to get that match in this tournament, but I'm saying like a PPV main event level. Well, yeah, no, I you're you're right. Like, damn. That what, would be very, very sick. What do you think about this tournament? I get that they're trying to do the G1 thing, but I'm... And so far, one weekend, they haven't done this, but I just feel like American booking, like, are they going to start doing too many screw job finishes and not really do the spirit of the G1? Mm. Because if they do it right, like, I've wanted an American G1 forever. So if they actually do it, and one weekend, I feel pretty good about the, the way the first week went. Most of the matches were, were clean or mostly clean. And uh, yeah, it could be everything I've always wanted. I think there's definitely like, we were kind of talking about this. It was really nice that there aren't like just straight up jobbers in it. Like yeah. there's definitely like a few guys are like, they're not going to win it, but they'll at least be fun and competitive. Well, and like like the G one, you think they'll at least win a match or two at some point because there's no like young boys. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I I mean I we'll see how it goes. I think it'll be fun. Like I'm looking forward to a lot of the matchups, and it'll be a good time. Yeah, and I think for me, like a lot of the tournaments is the reason I realized like Tony Khan goes back to it. I think a lot of people are are accurately critical to any tournaments, but it Mm -hmm. gives really easy focus of something to build to week to week. So that's why I love this, where it's like, just run it for six weeks straight. Because I think they said they're running it straight through the December 30th pay-per-view. And that's where the finals are going to be with the winner of the two blocks, I guess. So I'm looking forward to it. You're going to get three great matches every, every Dynamite and every Collision you know, for the foreseeable for the next month and change. So uh, I just hope they don't fuck it up. Are you going to be at the pay-per-view? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, myself, uh, Chris and, and friend of the show, professor Tom, we are uh, planning on going to the show in um, Long Island on the 30th. And then they're going to be in, in my backyard, Newark, possibly Mitten's backyard um for the dynamite after and that we did not buy tickets for but we have an inside uh play to potentially get some sweet tickets um oh nice and if not you know we'll just buy tickets day out off StubHub or whatever because if uh you know anything from the comment sections of pro wrestling there will be seats at an AEW show yeah, I mean, there there always is, right? Like, even when AEW is at its peak, you know, when they went to the big hockey and basketball arenas, there typically were seats that, like, even when they sold out, it's that they, they did a generous layout. And then whenever they sold out, they magically could always open up more seats. And then half the arena kind of felt empty. So, listen, I don't care about things like that, like how good a show is and how many people buy tickets for the live have nothing to do with me. It's just, uh, you know... It's the wrestling I like to look at. It's, I like to, you know, yeah, I, I prefer just, it full for sure. And again, if if anyone else in my group were 100% going, I'd have bought tickets already. I can literally yeah. walk to the show. I won't, but I could. And for me, it's literally one train stop. So 
I'll almost definitely be going to that show. I just feel no need to buy tickets in advance if the rest of my group is like, oh, let's wait to see if we get these sweet tickets for free. Great. I'll yeah. go for free. I'll pay for a ticket. I don't care. I'm definitely going. But and I also get that it's it's a lot, right? For most of our people in our group have kids and stuff. It's like, honey, I'm taking off the Saturday before New Year's to go to a wrestling show on Long Island all day. And then three days <laughs> later, I'm also leaving to, to go watch another wrestling show in Newark. Like for no one, both of those locations is convenient. That's true. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to hear, we need to get Professor Tom on here. We need to send you all with microphones and just record from your seats. Uh, I'd be into it. But I think we need to wrap up here. We are hitting the time limit. Yep. The one we've set in our own minds, I guess. Yeah. We've uh, a little longer else? because you we weren't by yourself. Um, I just want to remind Beastman that he's beautiful. Um, that's it. Beastman? There's some flowers coming your way. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening at predetermined podcast on Instagram at Gartet at Chris Miggs at Jimmy Lloyd's IMDB page, AKA at Jimmy facts. That's right. I'm back, baby. I'm home next week. Will we still talk about dental dams? There's no need. We know about them now. Right. What will we come up with next week? Tune in and find out. Hit our goddamn music. <laughs>